नित्यं भागवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके भक्तिर्भवतीर्नैष्टिकी कृष्णाय वासुदेवाय देवकीनंदनाय नंदगोपकुमराय गोविंदय नमो नम रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद भागवतम कैंटो सेवन चैप्टर थ्री चैप्टर थ्री इज कॉल्ड एज हिरण्यकशिपूस प्लान टू बिकम इमोर्टल हिरण्यकशिपूस प्लान टू बिकम इमोर्टल और फोकस विल बी ऑन टेक्स्ट नंबर नाइनटीन विच गोज एज फॉलोस नैतत्पूर्वसयश्चक्रूर्वसयश्चक्रूर्वसयश्चक्रूर्वसयश्चक्रूर्वसयश्चक्रूर्वसयश्चक्रूर्वसयश्चक्रूर्वसयश्चक
करापरे निरंभो धारयेत प्राणान को वै दिव्य नैतत्पूर्वसयश्चक्रूर चापरे निरंभोर्धारयेत प्राणान को वै दिव्य सैतत्पूर्वसयश्चक्रोर न करिष्यन्ति चापरे निरंबोर्धारयेत प्राणान को वै दिव्य सूर्वशयश्चक्रोर न करिष्यन्ति चापरे निरंबोर्धारयेत प्राणान को वै दिव्य सतम न नॉट एतत् दिस पूर्व ऋषय द सेजस् बिफोर यू सच एज भृगु चक्रु एक्सिक्यूटेड न नॉर करिष्यंति विल एक्सिक्यूट च ऑल्सो अपरे अदर्स निरंभु Without drinking water, dharayet can sustain pranan, the life air. Ka, who, why, indeed, divya samaha, celestial years, satam, one Translation: Even saintly persons. like brighu even saintly persons like brighu born previously could not perform such severe austerities nor will anyone in the future be able to do so even saintly persons like brighu born previously could not perform such austerities nor will anyone in the future be able to do so who who within these three worlds can sustain his life without even drinking water for 100 celestial years who within these three worlds can sustain his life without drinking water for 100 celestial years so this verse is a question It's a rhetorical question. We know the answer. 
do that question no one can some people can largely no one can purport by sila propad ki jai it's a very small purport it appears that even if a yogi it appears that even if a yogi does not drink a drop of water he can live for many many years by the yogic process though his outer body be eaten by ants and moths it appears that even if a yogi does not drink a drop of water he can live for many many years by the yogic process though his outer body be eaten by ants and moths ओम ज्ञानतिरांधश्य ज्ञानाजनशलाखया चक्षुरोन्मीन तस्म श्रीगुरव नम श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्ट स्थात भूतले स्वयं कदाम ददाति स्वदातिक मुखां कौति वाचा पंघुम लंघा ते गिरी यहाँ वंदे श्रीगुरुदीनताम वाचाकलपतरोभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतितानेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम जय श्रीकृष्णचैतन्य प्रभूनिदाधर श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा इट्स वेरी को इंसिडेंटल आई एम स्पीकिंग दिस वर्स टुडे बिकॉज आई एम जस्ट कमिंग आउट ऑफ अ सीवियर माइग्रेन अटैक आई हैड यस्टरडे आई एम स्टिल नॉट आउट ऑफ इट फुल्ली सो आई कैन इमेजिन आई लॉस्ट लॉट ऑफ वाटर बिकॉज ऑफ दैट बिकॉज ऑफ इंटेंस वॉमिटिंग इंक्लूडिंग दिस मॉर्निंग सिंस फाइव ओ so i think it's very good that i got this verse <laughs> because i can relate to it <laughs> who within these three worlds can sustain his life even without drinking water i'm actually realizing it right even after drinking water i am not able to sustain <laughs> so easily <laughs> i have to go and drink some electrolyte fluid or something like that and then i am getting this verse in the morning who it can you know sustain this <laughs> so please pardon me if i am not very loud or very, or if you can't hear me uh, today okay i'm going to try my best keep up my energy level so this chapter is called as hiranyakashipu's plan to become immortal his plan to become immortal not a very good plan <laughs> it is a good plan provided we want to become immortal in the spiritual world one cannot become immortal in the material world so the plan itself is flawed right from the very beginning nevertheless the context is hiranyakashipu has lost his um, brother hiranyaksha and he is full of anger he is seething with rage okay sometimes when you seethe with rage there are two reactions you can do when you know, many times we hear cold blooded murder and hot blooded murder right hot blooded murder means someone honked at us hmm, on the road and two people got into a fist fight because of that how dare you honk me <laughs> on the road 
and then eventually it could even lead to a murder. It happened in India actually. It happened, just a road rage led to the murder of someone. And in fact the person involved was a very famous personality of India. He was a famous cricketer who, who it is said that was being trialed for that. So this is called as hot-blooded. Hot-blooded means you are angry but there is not much time between the stimulus that gave you anger and the time that you respond in retaliation. There is not much time. That is called hot-blooded. Hiranyakashipu's anger was cold-blooded. <laughs> Why? Because Hiranyakashipu, when he lost his brother, definitely he was seething with rage. But what did he do? Very nicely, he uh, consoled his family members. Of course, first he did some hot-blooded activities, like he started killing you know, Mother Nature, he started uh, uh, killing all the Brahmanas, persecuting the Vaishnavas. But after that, it was a bit of a cold-blooded thing because he started speaking Bhagavad Gita after that. <laughs> he started consoling his family members, saying that, why are you lamenting for a temporary body? After all, this body is meant to die, right? Now, how does that sound that he has spoken all that philosophy that after all this body is meant to die, which means he knows the philosophy and then this topic says his plan is to become immortal. <laughs> it's very ironical, right? He knows something, still he is trying to not behave in such a way or his behavior is in such a way as if he doesn't know that knowledge. Okay, so, this can happen to all of us also as devotees. Pashyan apina pashyati. Despite knowing the philosophy, still sometimes we can't follow the principles which have been given in Srila Prabhupada's books. So, Hiranyakashipu is now praying to, uh, doing a very severe austerity. He's standing on one leg. So severe is this austerity that his body has completely become emaciated. So much so that his bones are, are what is left right now. Hmm? Only bones are left and he is still uh, standing and praying to Lord Brahma. Hmm? In the 13th chapter of Bhagavad Gita, the three modes of material nature and the eventual subsequent chapters, the divisions of faith, uh, the one or two chapters here and there, um, there is a lot of talk about mode of goodness, mode of passion and mode of ignorance and the and mode of goodness, mode of passion and mode of ignorance, they are differentiated along various parameters. Hmm? One such parameter is austerity, austerity in the mode of goodness, austerity in the mode of passion and austerity in the mode of ignorance. Hmm? Austerity in the mode of goodness is mentioned as that which is meant to please the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Samasiddhir Haritoshanam, which is the goal of Varanashrama Dharma. That austerity which is meant to abstain from catering to bodily necessities simply so that the time that is relieved thus can be used in serving the Supreme Personality of Godhead more on that day. That is the principle of austerity of a Vaishnava. Austerity in the mode of passion 
has got to do with the best austerity we can example we can think of at least i can think of okay there could be better examples is the austerity which sports people and models do <laughs> right okay so we have heard of models who eat and then they vomit immediately in, in induce artificial vomiting so that they can maintain barbie doll figure right have you heard of this or no or i am the only one who has heard of this okay everyone heard of this no never heard of this okay so this is news to you then okay so please be informed <laughs> and therefore what happens these models eventually suffer from a disease called anorexia <coughs> google it you'll find out what it is anorexia and some of them die anorexia is not easy okay they die because of these practices you eat first and then you are very conscious of bodily fat and then they immediately throw up okay like that so this is not done hmm? so this is called as and what do they want they want to become hmm, the they want to become supermodels of the world hmm? or the austerity done by cricketers hmm? nowadays cricket cricket has become such a cricket was a very normal it was known as a gentleman's game before okay there wasn't much money but nowadays money is being thrown into this game okay media throws money industry throws money all these people are highly pampered right so everyone is trying to lift his levels in the game and the kind of and these people don't have any rest virtually they are playing 365 days a year literally one tournament is over another starts another starts another starts and out of their greed for becoming the best in the world they keep on playing and for doing that they have to pass what is called as a yo yo test okay i don't know what is that but some yo yo you have to run from here you know, and you have to keep running keep running and you should not collapse and you have to run at a particular speed whatever that is called as right so even the fittest of fittest fail the yo yo test so you can imagine the final playing 11 you can imagine what dost what austerities they have done right they can't eat whatever they want right they have to follow very stringent diet they have all the money in the world but they can't eat whatever you and i are also able to eat hmm? if they see a gulab jamun they have to think 10 times whether i should eat it or not lest i fail the yo yo test <laughs> so therefore these are called as austerities in the mode of passion 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 is characterized by activity so when you are doing austerity so that you can be more and more active in the material world for material results that is called as austerity in the mode of passion and then austerity in the mode of ignorance what is austerity in the mode of ignorance torturing the body unnecessarily okay take the 96 tram and you will know it right you go and then people come you know they put this what is that here the eyes are there and here there is a silver clip like this and then they are looking at you like this in the morning okay that is called as austerity in the mode of ignorance you put all these clips here whatever earlier i i thought i i never knew all these things clips are what do you call that as ha mokuti in the wrong place ha what is that called not this ha piercing piercing whatever okay they put lot of things can't even understand okay and some people shave half head this way and then they have hair only on one side i remember i used to be a fan of someone called boy george okay okay his songs obviously not his life but okay so 
when i used to but when i saw when i heard the song i i just i said what a beautiful voice you know this person has i don't know how many of you have heard boy george kama 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 chameleon have you heard that song you come and go yeah so i used to i used to really love it so many beautiful numbers that he was on the billboard top charts at that time in uk as well as us eventually right but when i saw him oh this is how boy george then i was thinking my goodness this doesn't look too conventional to me okay nothing against you know i'm i'm not saying that one should be conventional but it was different slightly okay the, then i was thinking that for doing all those things you know obviously how much austerity a person has to perform to look very different you know to make a genuine effort to look very different okay so again so many people started following that in the wake unfortunately many of them didn't have the voice of voyagers but still they will start doing all these things so lot of people do lot of things to their body and many times people torture their body this is this is very prevalent in what they called as goth culture where they torture their body this is called as austerity in the mode of ignorance now where do we think hiranyakashipu lies austerity in which mode huh austerity in the mode of passion little bit ignorance is also there but largely it is passion why i want to become the biggest like a sportsman i want to become hero number 1 right so he wants to become hero number 1 in this world right so therefore his his austerity is characterized by the mode of passion of course it is also tinged with some ignorance but he has largely his passion to achieve something it's not easy to do this austerity now prabhupad says prabhupad's purport is slightly you know is going into a slightly different uh, emphasis here hmm? prabhupad says that it appears and he is he has not had water for many many years so prabhupad says it appears that even if a yogi does not drink a drop of water he can live for many many years by the yogic process though his outer body be be eaten by ants and moths so he was completely oblivious to the demands of his body to what his body was suffering right now so this is not the first time that one hears this okay many for many people it may be the first time but if you all if you study the uh, if you read the book called journey home by his holiness radhanath swami you will find that he has seen several people like that in the himalayas because he used to live in the himalayas actually he talks about sorry he talks about having met one yogi who is sitting like this and he has been sitting that there for many many days and then he opens his eyes people come and he tells people i can leave my body at at will i can leave my body at will so people said prove it the doctor comes and then the doctor examines him everything is okay with him then he closes his eyes and then he leaves his body it is written in journey home right doctor comes checks says declared dead no soul inside and then after some time he comes into that body <laughs> so this is written in the book journey home where it has been witnessed by his holiness adana swami so he says that yes you know seen all these people 
in my own life not that i have directly witnessed but i do you know trust my mother <laughs> so my mother in her childhood she lived in a place called tapovanam i have no idea how many of you have heard this okay tapovanam in the south of india so tapovanam there was a great mystic saint by the name sri nyanananda swamigal i don't know how many of you have heard but he was a mystic saint so my mother somehow had the fortune in her childhood of she was a very small girl maybe younger than these girls very small and my grandfather had told that you go and be in his ashram so she spent quite a few years in tapovanam under his aegis my mother also learned bharatanatyam and all those things right and 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 my mother narrates various incidents where she has seen his mystic powers including the day that she had her arangetram do you know what is arangetram that is the first performance formal performance after practice of bharatanatyam so it is said that it was predicted that that day it was going to rain and it was raining like cats and dogs and full day it was going to rain and my mother was very my grandfather was very concerned that what will happen to my small daughter because my mother was all dressed up to perform and lot of people were invited and nobody had turned up because of the rains and then they went to swami narananda and then he sat down in tapasya for some time and then the rains just went away it was so my mother narrated this okay so whether we believe it or not she told me this and she said that it was not possible okay without that because i know i was in that situation the other situation she narrated to me was that he was giving a class one day okay and they used to sing lot of uh, vittal bhajans pandurang vittal vaishnav bhajans so she was giving a class one minute Prabhuji, can you? Thanda pani ne kya mera, thanda, thanda le ke vaha. So yes, so one day she was saying that this uh, yogi, Jnanananda Swami, he was sitting and he was giving a class to everyone and suddenly he stopped the class, suddenly he stopped the class and he said in tamil i'm saying but i'll translate in english he said ramana jyoti kalambidth what did he say ramana jyoti kalambidth kalambidth means nikal gaya left and who was he talking about he was talking about the great saint mystics again the great yogi sriman ramana maharishi who used to be in miles away in a place called tiruvannamalai in india right tiruvannamalai is also called as agnikshetram so he was a great great yogi ramana maharishi he was such a great yogi that he had a cancerous tumor and he went to the doctor and the doctor said i have to remove the tumor garbangal it was called as and he went to the doctor he said okay remove the tumor doctor said no first i have to give you anesthesia he said what is anesthesia what anesthesia i am not this body and he got operated without anesthesia because he you know, he was not this body how many of us can do that we can give classes that we are not this body we can speak verses dehi knows mean yata dehi and all that but how many of you can walk into alfred hospital and say i am not this body go ahead perform the surgery no we can't 
right so this is the power of a yogi and that ramana maharishi when he left his body when he wound up his pastimes here from tapovanam nyanananda swami realized in his meditation that another yogi in another place sitting miles away has left and then they all were wondering what what is he mean by ramana jyoti has left and then they got the news later on that from in those days there was no sms otherwise in whatsapp we can immediately get nowadays so they got this message that ramana maharishi has actually left and he was right so we cannot we cannot be dismissive about the powers the yogic powers of yogis the 11th canto of the shrimad bhagavatam in the uddhava gita section lord krishna explicitly talks about mystic perfections there is a full elaborate chapter where lord krishna says that mystic perfections can be obtained if we do lot of tapasya and i'm not going to the details of that right now but lord krishna talks about two kinds of tapasya at the very high level one which is spiritual tapasya and the other is material tapasya and a very elaborate description a very elaborate description of material tapasya is given where the lord says that if you do this then you will get this mystic power if you do this you will get this mystic power so entire uh, thing is delineated by lord krishna and he says that but for a pure devotee for my devotees they automatically get it they don't have to do anything extraneous they don't have to do anything extra hmm, for attaining these powers hmm. my devotees already have it pure devotees hmm. don't go home and try something okay my pure devotees will <laughs> will anyway have all these powers but they will not demonstrate hmm. they will not demonstrate hmm. sometimes even as practicing devotees we would have realized that we would have been we have we are we were able to do something we never imagined we could do i'm sure all of you have that experience in devotional life that book distribution day when you thought nobody is going to buy you were able to be a instrument of the lord and you are wondering how come i did so many books today like that right or sometimes you are utterly unprepared for a class and then you know you give a class and you don't know what you spoke and then people come and say prabhu ji what class you know and you're saying did i say that <laughs> even now sometimes people come and say that i was you know that changed my life you know you said that and i said are you sure i said that i myself don't remember i said that <laughs> so therefore we realize that even for a practicing devotee you know we realize very soon in our devotional life that we are not the doer we can't do anything without the sanction of the lord everything is being done by him we are mere puppets that's all what is in our hand there are only two things in our hand what are the two things in our hand intent and effort these are the only two things in our hand intent and effort keeping the right intentions for doing something and following it up by sincere 
effort and then leaving it to the Lord, not even getting obsessed that I did intent, I had the right intent, I put the right effort, how dare I did not get the results, no. As devotees, the third thing also, right intent, sincere effort and leaving the results to the Lord and not being disappointed with whatever happens. This is what is the plan for all of us. So, so Prabhupada here says that yogis have very special powers. They can live for many, many years through the yogic process. And even though their outer body is emaciated, they can still survive. Now, at the very outset, devotional, why someone becomes a devotee? What are the various moods? What are the various moods with which someone approaches the Lord? What are the various moods with which someone approaches the Lord? There are four moods which, with, one, with which one approaches the Lord. What are the four moods? There is bhai. Bhai means fear. One can approach the Lord out of fear. Right? Like one approaches one's manager on Monday morning. Right? Do I have my job or it's gone already? <laughs> so we can approach the Lord out of fear. We can approach the Lord out of hope or asha. Bhai, asha. Hmm. Hope that, okay, I am sure that by praying to you, you will make my life very happy. Hmm. This is another approach towards the Lord. The third approach is, my dear Lord, I don't want anything from you. I am only thankful to you and grateful to you. After all, you have given me so many things. You are giving me oxygen. You are giving me water. Hmm. So, you are giving me so many things. Hmm. So, I am just having gratitude towards you. And out of my gratitude, is it not my duty to serve you, my dear Lord? So this is called as approaching the Lord out of duty or kartavya buddhi, hmm? duty. Hmm? What are the three things we saw? Approaching the Lord out of? Fear. Approaching the Lord out of? Hope. And approaching the Lord out of? Duty. Put this in married life. Husband tells wife, I want to serve you because I'm very scared of you. You're laughing. Something wrong in the relationship. My dear wife, I want to serve you because when I serve you, you make nice dishes for me next day and you treat me very nicely in return. Therefore, I'm showing my affection to you. How does that sound? Ridiculous. My love to you is conditional. Wife also comes next day and gives nice utapa to the husband. Says that I have made this utapa for you. Everyone knows what's utapa? No. Okay, I have made nice masala dosa for you. Okay. Oh, is it? Why did you make it? What to do? I am married. Anyway, you are bringing money into the house. Is it not my duty I cook for you? Now, please eat this. It's my duty to give you. I did. Duty I have done. Or sometimes, you know, 
the wife may say, I have done my duty. I have done my duty. Eat it or not, up to you. I have done my duty. How does that sound in a relationship? Okay. Now put it in how we approach God. We approach God out of by <laughs> fear. We approach out of hope. Hmm? Asha. We approach out of kartavya buddhi. None of this satisfies the Lord. The Lord is satisfied only when we approach Him out of love. Love means what? Aslisya va padaratam pinastumam. Oh my dear Lord, you may not even reciprocate with me, but I am going to be associated with you. I simply love you. Because of that, I am going to be with you. It may be a one-sided affair. That's okay. But I am yours. This approach is what wins the Lord's favor. All others are okay. At least someone is approaching. But this is the approach. This is actually called Raganuga. Spontaneous. Vaidhi Bhakti is also out of what? Out of duty. Prabhuji, what to do? I have taken vow. Guru Maharaj has said, in front of Agni, I have said, four regulative principles and sixteen rounds I will chant. So even if I have a migraine headache, I still have to do it. Whatever happens, I still have to do it. It is my duty because I have taken a vow. This is called Vaidhi. Vaidhi comes from the word Vidhi. Vidhi comes from the word rules and regulations. So as long as we do Bhakti, only because there are rules and regulations that are there, and we do it following that, it's not that pleasing to the Lord as spontaneous love is pleasing to Him. And when it comes to the realm of spontaneous love, the Lord says your rules and regulations can fly out of the window. <laughs> right? For example, the lady who was serving Lord Jagannath, who used to do datun, you know what's datun? In the neem, neem branch, where they used to, you know, in those olden days, they didn't have Colgate toothbrush. Okay? They used to do this, right? And she used to do this and then she used to stir the Lord's kitchen. <laughs> okay. And then someone said, what is this? This is not Vaidhi Bhakti. Hari Bo, you are not Suchi Mataji, you are Muchi. All this Suchi Muchi business is what? Is all in the realms of Vaidhi Bhakti. I am not saying we should go and imitate this at home. Okay. The Lord will run away. He may. He may say, enough. What do you think? <laughs> right? But that lady was a pure devotee of the Lord. So the Lord said, I want that. Or Andal. Andal is one of the Goswaminis in the Sri Sampradaya. She used to wear a garland first and check how she used to look. And then she used to put it back. And her father who was the temple pujari then used to go and offer it to Vishnu. How does that sound to everyone? Ridiculous, right? Hmm? Just imagine, someone one day makes a garland here. Many of you garland services. Taravali. You wear that garland first. And then Achindra Mataji comes. And then you say, Mataji, this is for the Lord. Tomorrow morning you can put. Right? <laughs> so, as in the realm of Vaidhi Sadhana Bhakti, it is not acceptable. Right? Actually, the, the pujaris in the temple of Sri Ranganatha, they chastised. Andal's father, what are you doing? Uh, you're not even, you know, and because there is a hair of a lady there. How come this happened? And then when he went home, he saw, next day started observing. 
Handal used to wear the garland and then used to and he, then he used to pick up and take it. So he chastised his daughter. He said, this is not done, my dear daughter. And then the pujaris also said, no garland hmm, from you. And what happened? The Lord came in the dream of the pujaris and blasted them. <laughs> he said, how dare, how dare you stop Andal's garland from coming to me. From now, if it is not offered to her, I am not going to wear it. Okay. So the Lord relishes this spontaneity, right? This is bhakti. This is what Prabhupada endeavoured to tell us. That eventually we have to come to the platform of not being a stickler for rules and regulations, but rather than developing a loving heart towards the Lord. Otherwise, the austerities that we do will make us proud. The austerities that we do will make our heart hard and not soft. Krishna steals butter. He is not ice thief. Correct, no? He is not ice thief. He doesn't steal that, uh, what is that? Westpac butter, which is not what? Western star butter, which is kept in the freezer. He comes and steals freshly churned butter. So if our heart has to become soft like butter, then Krishna is called Makanchur. He comes and steals from that heart, which has become soft. So the purpose of all austerities, the purpose of everything that we do in Krishna consciousness is to be, develop an affectionate, loving heart, not to become a great devotee. Hmm? Burjan Prabhu once said, hmm? he was standing in the courtyard there, Burjan Prabhu was walking and he was telling, there was some people were standing there and Burjan Prabhu was saying, don't try to become a great devotee. Try to become a good devotee. <laughs> Many times, we want to become what? Great devotee, influential devotee, powerful devotee. <laughs> there are so many things. But actually, we can become all these. These things are easy. It's easy to become a great devotee. right? Take some leadership roles and you will become a great devotee. Take some leadership role, you will get slaps from few people, but you will also get dandavas from 50 other people, right? Who will say you are a Shiksha Guru, right? These are all easy. This will come anyway with Bhakti. Hmm? But if we go and seek these things only, then we are missing the real essence of Bhakti can, what Bhakti can offer us. We are missing that. And then, we don't want to come another lifetime, do we? Yesterday we were talking in our Bhakti Vaibhav class, hmm? I was asking the students, how many of you want to come back into another lifetime? The greatest fear, I was myself sharing, the greatest fear that I have to come back into this lifetime, I don't want to come like these children who have come, not these children, if at all I want to, I want to come like these children. Not like those children who are 24 by 7 on that PS5 and all those gadgets and then, you know, mama, cell phone, cell phone, cell phone, cell phone, you know, full time. I don't want to come back. I am very scared of that birth. When I was a child, I didn't have all these gadgets and I thank the Lord that I was not born in this era for that. If at all I have only one grievance that I was not born in this era, that I was not born like these children. Okay, I was not Krishna conscious since childhood. But otherwise, but for these children to be born in the outside world, it's very dangerous. I was, you know, 
people come and keep talking people come and say do something child is spending time on these gadgets i have heard so many such requests phone calls coming from parents saying that children are locking themselves in room and playing with gadgets and so on and so forth right so just imagine if we postpone our journey of developing a loving heart to the next lifetime we will be born in the era of artificial intelligence <laughs> right from childhood we will be engaging in what that what is that chat gpt which is the latest thing that has come right we don't want to be born in that age seriously even if we have to be born it's better to be born in some other yuga <laughs> but not in this gorkal yuga it's very very difficult so on one hand that scare is there on the other hand is the assurance given by the lord my devotee will not perish if that scares all of you krishna says if you perform devotional life here i will take care in the life next lifetime you will not perish but at the end of the day what does the lord mean by that the lord says that i'll give you opportunities in the next lifetime but it's up to us to take that opportunity maya is only going to increase her tentacles the grip of her tentacles on us every lifetime therefore if not in this lifetime there is a very high risk coming again into this material world we don't even know whether we'll be sitting at this time next lifetime in melbourne mahaprabhu mandir or we'll be going in some parade which is happening on fitzroy street today we have no idea where we would have been right or sitting in some pub in the morning or not even not even having woken up to sit <laughs> because of saturday night drinks terrible terrible we don't want it we don't want it this is a lifetime that we have to get out of this miserable material world right so therefore the purpose of all these austerities if they do not lead to an affectionate heart then that whole austerity is a waste of time okay and that is what hiranyakashipu is doing right now he is trying to defy material logic material logic is what if you are born you have to die and what is hiranyakashipu trying here the chapter itself says hiranyakashipu's plan to become immortal how stupid what kind of a plan is that right it's not possible so austerities are required there is no doubt about it austerities have their rightful place in devotional service austerities have their rightful place in the realm of bhakti there is no doubt about that devotees also do austerity so we'll spend some time in the rest of the class comparing and contrasting austerities done by demons and austerities done by devotees now if you take the example of hiranyakashipu why do we do austerities okay let us ask this why does a devotee do austerities why did advaita acharya do austerities and why did he do worship why did he take the tulsi and then you know uh, worshiped with water every day you know doing the hohunkar hohunkar means you know uh, the loud voice hunkar garjanadi advaita acharya what was he trying to do he was trying to get chaitanya mahaprabhu to appear right so a devotee's austerity is basically to compel the lord out of love 
to descend to this material world. A devotee's austerity is to invite the Lord. A devotee's austerity is to invite the Lord. Hmm? Whereas Hiranyakashipu's austerity is to force the Lord. <laughs> right? To give benedictions. Hmm? So, now Lord did not descend obviously. Who descended? Brahmaji came down. Right? Brahmaji came down when he saw the austerities. Hmm? Was Brahmaji very pleased with his austerities? No. So his austerities did not please Brahma. Hmm? Brahmaji was not pleased, rather Brahmaji was forced to come down. Because this fellow's austerities were creating problems for everyone in the world. So Brahmaji was forced to come down. Hmm? That's not the way. That's the attitude of arrogance when you do austerity. That you force someone to come down. I will do these austerities and create such a nuisance that people have to give attention to me now. <laughs> okay. Hmm? Sometimes as devotees also, this attitude can come to us. Hmm? When we don't get required attention and power and position, we try to create such a nuisance that we try to compel the authorities to notice us <laughs> by becoming a nuisance in the congregation. Right? It happens. It can happen. Hmm? That's not the way to get attention. Hmm? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that the way to get attention is by setting the right example for others. Of course, I am nobody to speak that on the Vyasasana. I am only repeating whatever I have heard from the Acharyas. I myself am quite far away from setting even the remotest example. But this is what they have told us. This is our Shiksha, which our seniors have given us. So, our attitude should be... Now, now see the father and son. The father's attitude, Kardama Muni's attitude was what? He also did austerity. But his austerities were out of love for the Lord. The Lord was pleased to appear in front of him. Right? So, but here the, um, the austerities here are out of arrogance. Therefore, this kind of worship is only done, austerities is only, the, only done by the less intelligent people. Hmm. Hiranyakashipu was less intelligent. Hmm. And even when one gets some temporary rewards out of this austerity, one always lives under constant fear that this reward will be taken away. Only the benedictions offered by Lord Krishna are permanent. The benedictions offered by the demigods are not permanent. So even if you get it, you are always scared that I will lose it at some point in time. Why? Why the demigods, the, the, the uh, benedictions offered by demigods, why are they impermanent? Because the demigods themselves are impermanent. That is number one. Number two, the demigods only take from your karmic bank account and give you a, what is that called as bank overdraft. <laughs> right? So it's taken from your own karma. So you are exhausting. You don't go and tell the teller of a bank, Oh my dear teller, I have not seen anyone more charitable than you. Whoever comes to your bank, you are very nicely giving them always money. Teller will tell you are a fool. Or you don't go and put garland to the ATM in the morning, saying ATM, you are the source of my wealth. It's your own money coming out from there. Right? So fools pray to the Devi Devatas, thinking that they are the cause of prosperity. They do not understand that the Devi and Devata worship 
they only give you from your karmic bank account. By this we are not saying we should not respect the Devi Devatas. Why do we respect them? Because they are much better devotees than all of us. Right? They are also serving the Lord. Actually our pray prayers for material results are, we become a nuisance to them. But we think it is bhakti. I am a big bhakta of Durga Ma. Whenever I have problems, I go to her. What kind of this thing? I love my wife. Whenever I want something, I go to her. How does that sound? <laughs> How does that sound? Is this love? Hmm? You are my best friend. Whenever I want money, I always come to you. How does that sound to you? Ridiculous. There is no love. But people call it as bhakti. Hmm? Hmm? That day, Sivya was asking, were you asking? Or? No. One more Mataji was asking. A question. When I think Rajaraj Prabhu was lecturing the other day, when someone does demigod worship, like, you know, like people flog themselves, you know, in India you see that, that music comes, tatara, 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 and then people come and then they put that, you know, tak, they put that, what is that? Outside my house also, one fellow used to come with his wife playing the thing, and then one fellow will come and then he'll put all that, you know, what is that called? Whip, whip, self whip, <laughs> right? So, somebody was asked, who asked that question that day? Somebody asked that question. Hmm? Huh? Harita Mataji, Harita Madhavi Mataji asked that question, yes. So she asked that question, hmm? is that bhakti? Because after the whip, what do you want? Are you asking for unalloyed service to the concerned demigod in question? <laughs> no. What do you want? You are asking for material benediction. Hmm? So that is not at all bhakti. Hmm? Bhakti, therefore Rupa Goswami said, bhakti is anya abhilashita shunyam. Bhakti means no material desires. That is pure bhakti. Of course, of course, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, there is no entry criteria in bhakti. There is no entrance criteria to bhakti. Any rascal can enter bhakti. Even if you want to steal Radha Vallava's jewelry, you can come to the temple with that intention. You are still allowed <laughs> to take darshan of Radha Vallava. Don't try to do that. And don't tell it to your friends. Right? Because there are thieves who have come to steal from Radha Vallabha or Radha Krishna and they have become devotees. Right? Hmm. So there is no entry criteria. That is why Lord says, no, Chatur Vida, Vida Bhajante Maam, Artho Artharti Jigyasunani. There is no entry criteria into Bhakti. But exit criteria is very strict. Exit criteria means what? Anya Abhilashita Shunyam. Right? So anybody can come, but not everyone can. <laughs> get certified as a pure devotee unless we develop some caliber in our let's, let me not use the word caliber caliber again gives arrogance unless we develop purity in bhakti right so Hiranyakashipu's austerity is an austerity of arrogance now if you see Dhruva Maharaja's austerity he also did austerity he also did austerity. He also went to the forest. He also ate that uh, forest fruits. After that, he stopped eating the forest fruits. He also breathed only air after some time. And he stopped that also after some time. So his austerities in one sense were very similar in quality to Hiranyakashipu. Albeit not the same number of years. Okay? But qualitatively, his austerities were not very different. Okay? In one sense. Hmm? So, now... How do we understand the difference between his austerities and Hiranyakashipu's austerities? Hmm. Who was Dhruva Maharaj? He was an innocent child. Was his austerity out of pure devotion? No. 
but his did his austerity was he having some greed in his austerity yes what was he greedy for a palace like his father a kingdom greater than his father this is greed greed means what you have something therefore i also want that that is called as what greed you purchase bmw car i also want bmw car but envy means what envy means you have bmw car i don't have bmw car may your bmw car be totaled in an accident today that is called as what envy so envy is one level above greed <laughs> so dhruva maharaj just he just wanted what his father wanted so his there was some greed but he was with greed you can still approach the lord with material greed right but hiranyakashipu was what envy may all the vaishnavas be destroyed may all the demigods who are very loyal to supreme personality of godhead may they all be destroyed this is called as what envy krishna if i cannot be god you also cannot be god so i will stop your worship <laughs> this is envy and that is the biggest difference between the worship of mood of dhruva maharaj and the mood of hiranyakashipu both were not pure devotees to begin with right but still dhruva maharaj got a different outcome and hiranyakashipu got a different outcome one got a planet independent planet itself not to speak of kingdom and the others intestines came out <laughs> right this is the difference the second point is very interestingly dhruva maharaj his penance was a guided penance right like chaitanya charan prabhu quotes his holiness radhanath swami saying that nowadays we have guided missiles and misguided men <laughs> <laughs> guided missiles and misguided men so dhruva maharaja's austerity was guided and hiranyakashipu's austerity was misguided dhruva maharaja's austerity was guided by narada muni narada muni was telling him what to do sit here chant om namo bhagavate vasudevaya this is what was his guidance hiranyakashipu was hmm? who was his guide his own mind <laughs> was his guide i'll stand on one leg and to hell with this world even if it is burning in the scorching heat of my tapasya i don't care what i care is only my outcomes so selfishness and envy that is a stark difference hmm? misguided penance so that is second so dhruva maharaj was very focused in his desire and so was hiranyakashipu <laughs> they were both focused on their outcomes the only difference was one was guided by a devotee and one was not guided by a devotee this is second difference the third is dhruva maharaj was personally assisted by the lord to get his outcomes hiranyakashipu the lord did not even come only brahma ji came gave told some benediction that also he said look i can't guarantee this is what i can tathastu 
you can die neither inside nor outside nor in the evening nor in the morning whatever that was right neither by a human being nor animal neither by a equipment or whatever okay so he gave he asked all these things he said okay logically i'll give you a logical benediction but lord is beyond logic so he crossed all realms of logic and came as narsimha dev and killed him <laughs> right so whereas dhruva maharaj was personally assisted by the lord whereas in case of hiranyakashipu he was personally killed by the lord <laughs> this is the difference and how did the lord assist dhruva maharaj dhruva maharaj sat down as per narad muni's instructions and said om namo bhagavate vasudevaya and he kept on praying like this and when he opened his eyes who was in front of him prishni garbha the lord is standing in front of him the 400 narayan form shankha chakra gada padma right and then dhruva maharaj what does he do what does he do he doesn't know what to do that's the problem his prayer start afterwards all that broken piece of glass comes later what happens initially he doesn't know what to do so what does the lord do he takes his conscience and bang not bang gently places <laughs> not bang gently places and that gives dhruva maharaj words in his mouth mukham karoti vachalam pangum langhayate giram yat kripa tamaham vande sri guru dinatarinam i learned this prayer from anirudhra actually he always chants such a nice prayer by the mercy of the lord you can speak something so by the mercy of the lord dhruva maharaj could do the right prayers otherwise dhruva maharaj could have also said no lord just ensure that in the palace i have asian paints tractor distemper and i have curlon bed he could have asked like that right with golden thing which color of house <laughs> he could have asked all those things how many bedrooms <laughs> in point cook they say four bedroom should be the minimum standard give me 10 bedroom kitchen no he didn't do all that he because the lord touched him what happens his prayers also became genuine how why did his prayers became genuine because it's his intent became genuine he was completely rid of his material desire this is what happens when krishna benedicts you when krishna gives you a blessing or vishnu gives a blessing then he gives you a blessing such that you don't desire that thing so dhruva maharaj said that oh lord i don't i'm so sorry i came to you with material desires but having seen you all this is broken pieces of glass now he could have said all this is glass but he used the word broken pieces of glass now why did he say broken pieces of glass because broken pieces of glass can hurt so these material benedictions can hurt therefore he said broken pieces of glass okay so this is the third difference between dhruva maharaj's past time but not austerities and hiranyakashipu's austerities that the lord also personally came and gave his outcome hmm? the fourth characteristic of dhruva maharaj's past time is that dhruva maharaj's austerities led to his purification and not to his downfall his austerities were the cause of his purification this is the power of guidance hmm? his he started off with a vengeful mentality towards his stepmother but he completely lost that vengeful mentality 
at the end of his austerity. And whatever material desires were also left, they also disappeared after the Lord gave him darshan. So, what is the conclusion? Conclusion is that our austerities, well performing any austerities, the intent and the mood is what is important. What are the austerities that we have to do? Thankfully, nobody told us. Just imagine, no, if we would have walked into the Hare Krishna temple and someone told us from tomorrow, Prabhuji, please stand on one feet. You can do it in your courtyard if you want. And then stand like this, looking at the sky every day. 16 hours, not 16 rounds, 2 hours at least, okay, stand like this. Nobody would have walked into the temple again, right? Do this austerity till your skin and bones are seen. <laughs> Nobody will come, right? Thankfully, therefore, Prabhupada said, in Kali Yuga, nobody can do these kind of austerities. The only austerity that we have been asked to do is what? At least chant 16 rounds of Hare Krishna Mahamantra and follow four regulative principles. What are the four principles we have been asked to follow? Do not eat meat. Don't have illicit sex. Don't do intoxication. And don't do gambling. Even that is very difficult for people <laughs> in Kali Yuga. Right? Even opening, our austerity is to study Bhagavad Gita. That is our austerity. Right? Does studying Bhagavad Gita is an austerity now for all of you? No. Correct? Why? Because initially it would have been an austerity for us. But now it is a pleasure for us. Is it not a pleasure to study Bhagavatam? Is it not a pleasure to study Chaitanya Charitamrita? Who will, which devotee will call that as austerity? <laughs> no way. Initially it started off. Oh, do I have to read these big, big books? But after that what happens? Krishna gives us the taste. Hmm? I remember many years back, Kadamakanan Maharaj had come to Canada. I was living in Toronto and I did a Chaitanya Charitamrita course. My first ever exposure to Chaitanya Charitamrita was because of His Holiness Kadamakanan Swami Maharaj. And someone asked him, is this the Shraddha, Sadhu Sangha, Bhajanakriya, Anartha Nivriti, Nishtha, Ruchi, Asati, Bhava, Prema? So many stages in Bhakti before we attain Krishna Prem. So Maharaj, how do I know which stage I am in? Okay. Maharaj said, it is not one stage you are in. It's not that Prabhuji, okay, you two, Shraddha stage, come this side. All Sadhu Sanghas come this side. Bhajanakriya fellows, third row. Yellow house, all Anartha Nivriti fellows. It's not like a school row, you know, Nehru team, Gandhi team and all that. <laughs> it is not like that. Maharaj gave a beautiful example. He said, you have a graphic equalizer. Have you seen a graphic equalizer? Bass, tone, this, that, right? So he said, you have to imagine like that. So, any devotee is on 1 to, scale, one to 10. Shraddha is here, Prema is here, like that. We all are on that. Does it make sense to all of you? Right? Some devotees, the graphic in equalizer of anartha nivriti has come to no anartha, zero. <laughs> right? So it's like that. You have to imagine it like that. So we all can also understand, therefore, that we don't, studying Srimad Bhagavatam or Bhagavad Gita is never an austerity for us. Why? Because of being in the fire of devotees, being in the association of devotees and bhakti, we have got a taste for studying it. So therefore, we have lost our taste for 
nonsense literature. Otherwise, I have also grown up in Mumbai, reading Star Dust, Star and Style, Star Blitz. The only thing I was interested in is which hero is having an affair with which heroine and who ditched who. It used to titillate my senses to read that, right? But after reading Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam, we realize all that is garbage. What is that? Place of pilgrimage for the crows. Nahamsa niramanti ushikshaya. The hamsas don't take, the paramahamsas don't go near that garbage, right? But if you ask someone outside, any Hindu person, can you read Bhagavad Gita? Time nahi hai. We don't have time. As if death is not going to come tomorrow for them. Right? Time nahi hai. What time do you want to study? You have time to watch T20 cricket. You have time to watch movies. You have time to spend on Netflix and browsing useless WhatsApp messages and Facebook messages. But you don't have time to read Bhagavad Gita. So it's a blatant lie hmm? that we don't have time, right? Hmm? We don't have a desire to get out of this material world. We are fool number one. We think that by, by going to office and working very hard and making money, one day we will be sitting with our wife and we will be swinging in a jhula hmm? and life will be very nice. No, sir! With every passing day, death is one step closer and it can come and capture us anytime. So it is now or never. Take advantage of the fact. Many people come inside this temple and they go directly over there and then they go out. But nobody sits and hears the, what is going on here. If you just came and come and take darshan and go, yes, you will get some pious benefits. But the real benefit will come when we sit and hear this message and we do something practical after that in our life. Otherwise, it's like sitting in front of Isaac Newton and then going and coming inside and just being there and then going out. If you really want to science, learn science, what do you have to do? You have to learn from Isaac Newton and then put that into practice, right? So glorious are those people who sit in the class. All of you are glorious who are sitting in the class and hearing. And after this comes the practical aspects. So, austerity also has, how to do austerity has to be understood from the scriptures. Ignorantly saying that I do upas on Tuesdays, I do you know fasting on Thursdays, without even understanding why we are doing something is not going to give us any benefits. Hmm? So the purpose of austerity, austerity should be done under guidance. It should be done under full knowledge. And who is qualified to give such knowledge? Saintly person. So where do we get? What is our guide for doing anything in this world? Our guide is the books of Srila Prabhupada. So Prabhupada taught us how to do austerity and how not to do austerity. Prabhupada taught us that the ultimate goal of life is what? Prema Pumartho Mahan. To develop unalloyed love for the Lord. So any austerity which takes us away from the Lord what kind of, what is the use of such austerity? It is useless waste of time. Hiranyakashipu unfortunately failed to understand that. Therefore, we will see in the ensuing sections what happens to Hiranyakashipu, poor fellow, after having done all these austerities, where he lands up. Say, stay tuned to the Srimad Bhagavatam. Any questions or comments or corrections?
यू वॉन्ट माइक प्रभु माइक इधर दे दो ना माइक क्वेश्चन हरे कृष्णा प्रभु थैंक यू वेरी मच प्रभु आई कुंट अंडरस्टैंड दैट इक्वलाइजर दैट ग्राफिक इक्वलाइजर एग्जाम्पल दैट यू गेव ओके सो ग्राफिक इक्वलाइजर आई डोंट नो हाउ टू एक्सप्लेन सो लेट मी पुट इट इन सिंपल वे इन श्रद्धा वी मे बी समवेयर इन टर्म्स ऑफ आवर साधु संगा वी मे बी एट अ डिफरेंट लेवल फॉर एग्जाम्पल सम पीपल मे बी हाई ऑन श्रद्धा आई हैव फेथ आई हैव फेथ आई हैव फेथ बट डे नॉट कम एंड एसोसिएट विद डिवोटी सो साधु संगा दे आर पुअर some people may be high on sadhu sangha but they may still be low on mm-hmm. shraddha right so at on each parameter we can be on different levels that's what i mean so what you are saying that they all all in parallel and then they go up and down as well uh, yeah thank you very much prabhu hari krishna prabhu uh my question is about uh the levels of devotees like you said um like in damodarashtakam we sing that you know varam deva moksham na moksha vadimva so is it uh is it not good to desire for you know to have association with the lord but you know just uh just remembering the lord's past times is just enough so how what is the level of the devotion there Sorry, I didn't understand your question. Can you please repeat? Like, I couldn't grasp it. Uh, like in Damodar uh, Ashtakam, we sing Varam Deva Moksham Na Moksha Vadimva. So in that, um, it's like you know we have to you know he is uh, he is you know praying to the Lord that may I be always remembering your pastimes as uh, Damodara. Uh, but uh, is it is it not? good to uh, you know desire for the association of the lord is it on the same level both both the desires that's my question it is uh, both are on very high level to desire the association of the lord and the desire to witness his past times yeah they are one and the same in one sense they are non different okay so having constant proximity and association of the lord it is called as samipya mukti samipya mukti means proximity to the lord it is also okay to desire the same form as the lord that is called sarupya mukti sarupya liberation right it is also okay to desire to have the same opulences as the lord that is called as sarishti mukti right what is demonic is to want to become the lord right that is condemned that is condemned it is absolutely an okay desire to want to enjoy with the lord but it is a demonic desire to want to enjoy as the lord <laughs> that is the difference between mishri bhakti and mayavad philosophy that is the difference desire to become one with god is called as sayujya mukti and that is not acceptable in the realm of vaishnavism it is not accepted because you are now trying to merge into the lord when you merge into the lord is that the highest when you merge into his light is that the highest or when you want to merge into his body is that the highest devotion i'll give you a very simple example for that okay when a lady is pregnant after 9 months does the lady want to deliver the baby or no she says that no my son my child is always in my womb proximity is there so i wish that always it is like this how does that sound right 
a lady wants to deliver why why the mother wants to deliver the child because the mother derives tremendous joy to take the child in the hands and breastfeed the child after that true or not so many mothers are there in this room right hmm? why because more than merging together in one body is the higher taste of service to the lord therefore devotees do not want to merge right so that is the only thing that is condemned hmm? in vaishnava vaishnava by vaishnava logic but if you are if you go and ask a brahmavadi a person who wants to you know who follows jnana yoga who says that the goal of life is to merge into the light of the lord which is fine it's not wrong but it's not the highest because there is no service with light you cannot serve light <laughs> you can only serve somebody who is a person hmm? yeah thank you bro. thank you yes mother Hare Krishna Prabhuji, thank you for the nice class. Um, we see in Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna says that with austerities and penance we cannot please Him, only through pure devotional service. So my question is, why did, why then did Sanatana Goswami, Sanatana Goswami perform so many austerities? Like, why did who? Why did Sanatana Goswami perform so many austerities, like drinking buttermilk once in three days? Okay. So, why did Raghunath Das Goswami do so many austerities? Hmm? Even though he was a pure devotee of the Lord. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Preshthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine what, does, what is the meaning of that verse? What do you mean by that verse? It means Prabhupada came because to this material world because of the to serve the Lord because it was the will of the Lord Prabhupada did not descend in this world because of his bad karma or good karma correct so saints descend into this world by the order of the Lord correct they don't come because of their good or bad karma they don't have any karmic influence hmm? All these people, like Srila Prabhupada, all these saintly personalities, they are already pure souls. They already have realized their ras with the Lord. Right? Similarly, Raghunath Das Goswami, at the end of the day, who was he? He was a manjari in the spiritual world. Right? He has come to as an acharya. He came in the role of a teacher. Now, a teacher what is the teacher's job? Is to inspire, to teach and to lead by example. Right? So, different teachers in teaching can show you different levels of an example. Right? So, Raghunath Das Goswami specifically showed us what is the pinnacle of austerity. Okay? Raghunath Das Goswami's austerities were not to attain a kingdom higher than father's kingdom nor was it to become one with Radha and Krishna Raghunath Das Goswami's austerity were only because because he could not waste time in eating because he considered that as a sense gratification or a waste of time rather he would do more devotional service at that time hmm? 
also saint, saintly persons like Raghunath Das Goswami, they are they have already done Leela Pravesh. They are already they are physically in this body, but they are they have actually done Leela Pravesh. Leela Pravesh means they have already entered the pastimes of the Lord. Of course, Raghunath Das Goswami, there was no point in time that he had to enter. He was always, you know, he had come down. But because, you know, Acharyas come, they can also demonstrate Leela Pravesh. Okay, so the, he, has, he was already in Smaran. Do you remember that example? When he got buttermilk and he threw that on the ground. Why? Because it, is, it was from the village of Chandravali. Right? So what does that sound? So his behaviors, the impetus, for those behaviors, hmm? the uddipana for those behaviors stem from his bhava. So his austerities are nothing but his bhava. His austerities are not coming from vaidhi sadhana bhakti. His, his austerities are not a means towards a goal. His austerities are a symptom, is a symptom of he having attained the goal. Does it make sense to you? Yeah. So that is the difference between his austerity and someone else's austerity, who is a practitioner and who is a perfectionist, who has already perfected that. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Okay. Grantrat Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Shila Prabhupada ki jai.